Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, wherever, and however this finds you. We hope it finds you well. Welcome to Honey and Flame, The Spark, your number one podcast go-to for all things love, dating, relationships, and apparently a little bit of a dose of crazy in the morning. So I am Melissa. I'm here, your trusty host. I'm here with Rebecca Bell. Hi. Hi. And Amy Love. (laughs) Hey. Hey, girl. And then our fearless producer that has to deal with so much with us every time we meet, uh, Joanna Madden. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Today, we are talking about cheaters. And not only are we talking about like cheaters and the behavior of cheating, but then also like, can you trust a cheater again? Is there cheater reform? Do cheaters change? Can a cheater really change its spotters? I don't know. Y'all been cheated on? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if I've been cheated on. But I really, um, I never, I never was really into a relationship to care. Wow. Okay. Pro- before, before we met podcast husband. Well, now we have that on the thing. Before we met podcast husband. That was the case. No, I think my first love, of course, I cared. And then I just like, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think cheating's a big deal to <coughs> the people it's happening to. But the person that's doing the cheating is... Obviously not in the right headspace because now I'm like, I feel like if I ever was cheated on, I would be like, sayonara next, you know, no matter who you are. And, um, I know that when I was a cheater, cause I was a serial che- cheater, I did it because I didn't have enough balls to break up th- with somebody yeah. and move on. Like yeah. I was already done. I just had, I just didn't finish it. I didn't bookend it properly cause I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't having high quality relationships anyway. <laughs> to all of my exes. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. So what are so Rebecca, it looks like you got some stats over there. Okay. So stats. yeah, I, I feel like I feel like you're itching stats. to give us some some stats. So why don't you give us some stats? So in seventy percent of unmarried partnerships, cheating occurs. Seventy percent. That's yeah. a lot. Now let That's me a lot. Okay, so the the scientist in me wants to ask you this. What is the, how do they define cheating? What is the operational definition? That's a really good question. I don't have that for you. So I'm going to deflect and go to the next stat, which is in um, marriages, cheating happens 20% of the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, and I mean, if you think about it though, there's a 50% reduction in just somebody putting on a ring. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a big thing. And that's definitely worthy of unpacking because the, Right? Is it? I don't know. I've not been I think when you're dating, it's not taken as seriously as marriage. So they think they can, you know, try the cookies on the table, you know, and the repercussions aren't so bad because things aren't so entrenched. And, you know, finances, Mm. children, homestead, you know, all that stuff isn't intertwined. So there's not enough, like, repercussion per se. Yeah. And then, you know, like... I feel like cheating when you're married, but then you're giving weight to marriage. But it, I think it also, um, I know I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. It's really about character. Mm-hmm. And some people are evolving to that highest and best. And they're not quite there yet. And I think cheating in any fashion or form is 
is not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like character wise. Sure. Like you shouldn't do it, you know? Well, and also though, and well, maybe this will go a little bit into what you were saying, Rebecca, with a pers- the high percentage of people. I feel like it's, there is so much more accessibility now to an inordinate amount of options, you know? So oh, yeah. is it considered cheating if in a heteronormative male, female couple, is it considered cheating if the dude is constantly liking some girl's Instagram I pictures? I was just reading about this the other day that some girl on Instagram said, I'm sorry if your boyfriend or husband is always liking my stuff. Sure. You know? And I feel like that a lot of people like stuff on Instagram and to assign that that is like cheating. I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's cheating. What if he slides into her DMS and says, great pick winky face. Yeah, that that's that's on the way to cheating. That's an invitation too. Yeah. Okay, that's a gateway drug. Gateway. Okay, so it's an invitation. So it's the dude. So, in, so like the- it all day long, but let it go there because that's pretty topical. Okay, so if you were the female in that male female relationship, not the female posting the photos that your man is liking, but if mm-hmm. you were the female in a relationship with a man that is liking the other woman's photos all the time and they're like you know maybe provocative photos which yeah. the woman posting on instagram has every right to post right let's not mm-hmm. it is not her it has got nothing to do with her so i want to exactly. be really careful that we're not being like well she's it's not really cheating because whatever is he like how do you if you're the woman in that scenario the girlfriend how does that make you feel this is me my husband likes provocative does pictures he oh i women. need to start posting more bikini pictures yeah. then and see if and, i can get and thomas he's, you to, know oh, he's like podcast husband <laughs> we love you thomas <laughs> podcast <laughs> husband i think i think it's just um what it's it's how my how i assign it to myself you know that's like, right that's right so i mean i know him pretty well i know that he likes pretty ladies you know what i mean well obviously uh, <laughs> right so i don't know i i i can't say that i, I actually just does it bother me i think i think at first i was like huh wow it's such a new issue to have Mm -hmm. you know relatively speaking but i can give it weight or not Mm -hmm. and i've chosen to just not give it any weight other than a man looking at a beautiful woman that walks into a room yeah it's kind of the same thing i mean if someone's putting like these big old ass pics online and she's beautiful or whatever. Like, and he's liking it. What am I supposed to, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. yeah, like, yeah. It's like, okay. <clears throat> he's, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. I get that. I get that. I mean, I do say like, if you ever want to go, go with that, you go, to, go do that. I just won't be here when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll be here waiting for both of you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we really want to spice things up. No, it's interesting. But I think it's interesting what you say that it's kind of a newer situation to deal with, right? Like, so our definition of cheating and our definition of how we, it, it's open. It's, and I feel like some of the things that we've talked about in even our other episodes are really, it's all about how the couple defines the thing. Right. Right. It's not for anybody else to say, well, this is appropriate. This is not appropriate. It's how does the couple define the thing? How would you feel if your woman was liking all these provocative pics of all these other people? Is it a big deal? I mean, it's not a big deal. So here's the thing. It's not a big deal. I would like to be mature enough and I am mature enough to be like, no, that's like the interwebs. It's fine. It's it's just, I mean, it's in your face, but it's It's on your feed. That's right. And I mean, there's probably a, a, I might be like, what's up with that? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just going to be honest about it. 
you know, like, am I mature enough to realize that it's not like my partner making a deliberate choice to go pursue somebody else? But is it right? Because that would be like bananas to make that assumption from that behavior. But, and, and, I don't know. If it was like a repeated behavior over and over, and, and, let me caveat with this. If there were other things in the relationship that felt like if we were at a time when maybe things were like a little more turbulent, or if like, I think one of the reasons that you feel so secure with your with your podcast husband and husband like in real life is because there's a lot of behaviors that reinforce how he feels for you separate than his maybe online behavior in a vacuum. So I think there's other factors, right? Like, so if the per, if you have open communication, you're spending time together, you feel the love. If they're doing whatever on social media, it's fine. But I'm thinking in the scenario where somebody's, where maybe a relationship is already having some challenges and then this behavior on top of it, I think that that's two different scenarios. So, like, yeah. Also, the secretiveness of how some people react or act with their phones or yeah. their social media, like, it's very out in the open yeah. in my relationship. But in some relationships, you know, people are really weird about their phones and they, they, they deflect, they, they, sorry, they project like their fears onto other people because they're having mm -hmm. those things. Rebecca, what do you think about like how? <laughs> I was just, it. You what? You're tossing it. No, no. I just, I thought, um, maybe you had some status stats about like maybe the percentage of people that cheat. What, how do they are, what are some signs that, that someone might be looking other than like, you know, we're kind of talking about like the gateway drug, right. Of cheating, which is like a wandering eye, right. Mm -hmm. The next step would be slip into my DMS maybe, or a phone number, or like a phone conversation. Okay, well, what about Ooh. someone sending you a topless pic? That's definitely, well, yeah, what do you do with that? Well, whose perspective are we talking about it from? So, <laughs> yeah. seriously, no, seriously, it's yeah. three sides to every story. I walked in on my ex-husband oh, when he was on his computer, and I thought I caught him looking at porn, which I was like, okay, whatever. But then he had confessed that it was a friend of his who wanted to show him his, her new boob job. Oh. Um. And he didn't understand why I was upset about that, but I wouldn't have been upset about porn. I'm like, well, you know this person. Right. This is not some random stranger. You know her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it is different, right? So it's like looking at somebody who, and maybe like looking, spending time, like looking at porn is like nameless, faceless, you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, it's it's pretty common in, yeah. you know, I don't want to say it's in all relationships, but, you know. Men. Men, <laughs> dudes, sometimes the ladies. Sometimes the ladies. No judgment, no judgment, friends, ever. No, but it's different, right? Somebody nameless, faceless versus somebody you have a proximal relationship with. That's like, hey, I feel comfortable to share with you the pictures of my boob job because some, for some reason, I think you'd care. Like, I, I, you might know, right? There might be some reason. So I think maybe it depends on your relationship to the person, too. Like, oh, man. I'm sorry to hear that, though. Yeah, that sucks. That was forever ago. Yeah. You want us to go <laughs> beat him up? No. <laughs> I have a leather jacket now, so I'm feeling extra spicy. <laughs> God, you know, I don't know. I just, 
I've, I feel like I've grown to a place where something like that happens. I would just be like, thank you. Thank you. You can go now. Mm. You know well, what see, I mean? That's, that's, that was my thing. Like, he was the first long-term relationship I ever had. And I met him when I was 24. Because when I, when I saw something that was like, you know, a sign that he was either maybe a cheater or could be a cheater or, you know, I just didn't take people's crap. And I would just, okay, bye, mm-hmm. you know. And he was the first person that I had a relationship longer than six months. Mm. So. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, so what are some of the, th- what are, what are some of the prompts for. Rebecca. Yeah. So let's detangle it a little bit, right? right. So what's some of the psychology. So talk to us about some of the factors the here. The psychology behind cheating and infidelity yeah. and what leads to it. Right. Um, so we do know that there's evidence that shows there's if once a person cheats there is a higher risk that they'll cheat again Mm. right so we we know that much okay and what's really important is when you're newly dating someone they admit to you that they've cheated in the past um that you are studying their relational self-awareness and what is relational self-awareness um it's about taking responsibility for ourselves in the service of growth and healing, Mm. right? So what it looks like is an ongoing practice of understanding who you are in the context of your intimate relationships. It's about understanding your relational beliefs formed by the family you grew up with, your cultural context, personality, life experiences, as these guide your relational behaviors, right? And without self relational self-awareness we remain stuck doomed to repeat past mistakes and you know it's important to understand that infidelity cheating it's more than likely always serving a purpose Mm -hmm. right for you amy it was serving the purpose of ending the relationship right because and you just shared with us your self-awareness about why you did that You did it because at the time you didn't have the tools, right, in a more mature way to be able to say, hey, I really want to, you know, this relationship isn't working out for me anymore and I need to exit stage left, right? Instead it was... Also insecurity, right? Isn't it a big insecure thing? Like cheaters are insecure. That's a blanket statement. Okay. A bit of a blanket statement. I mean, I'm not not disagreeing that it's true largely, like in a large proportion of cheaters, but I just want to be really careful to... You I know. think yeah. cheaters are insecure. Yeah. Blanket or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, okay. there's an insecurity <laughs> with being able to, right, openly communicate yeah. with the person that you are committed to, right, whether it's newly in dating or a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. right, that, hey, there's something happening in the in the dynamics, the context of our relationship that isn't working for me, and mm-hmm. I need to communicate that to you in a way that we can work on being healthier together. Right. I take so it back. Uh, it's cheaters are are selfish. They are, and well, and also they're narc- There's some. There's an element I think of nar- Like I'm listening, and I'm going back to like this idea of narcissism, right? Like in the in kind of the uh, the not necessarily insecure part, but saying like, oh, things are great. You know what I'd like is more of that from other sources. I want my cake and eat it too. That's exactly right. So like, it could be like an overinflated sense of. Self. worthiness you know which probably also is like founded in insecurity so well, yeah. <laughs> it all circles back 
Well, when we're looking at yeah. relational self-awareness and we really want to be when, when we're newly dating someone, right, this is important to assess where do they fall on the spectrum mm. of relational self-awareness? Mm-hmm. Are they low, moderate, high, right? And so some signs of low relational self-awareness, RSA, just going to abbreviate it, yeah. um, you know, is, is not taking personal responsibility. So that's the narcissism narcissism that you'll see which is mm-hmm. it's not my fault it was their fault i cheated because that's right they wouldn't have sex with me enough or i cheated with them because right they you know they let themselves go they let themselves go right what, for whatever reason um and then the opposite of that instead of blaming the other person right is that a lot of shame so mm-hmm. they take all the responsibility it was totally my fault mm-hmm. um without really being able to understand the complexities of relationships and how, right, it takes two mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. a relationship work. So um, passing all the re- responsibility onto the other person or it's all my fault, these positions essentially prevent your partner from integrating their mistake, right, into a larger understanding of who they are as a person. So these are things that you want to look out for. What are some signs of high RSA. Let's talk about that. These are the things that you really want to look for when you're dating folks. So this is when self-compassion meets accountability. Um, And let me plug a a really fantastic expert on relational self-awareness, Alexandra Solomon. She wrote a book called Loving Bravely. Mm -hmm. These are 20 lessons um, on how to be able to integrate and better understand yourself in the context of relationships. So when you've got high RSA, right, your partner is both grounded in a deep understanding of themselves and connected to you and your concerns, right? So what does that look like in the context of you're in this intimate relationship, your partner admits to you that they were... Um, that they cheated, right? If they've got high RSA, then they're able to be self-compassionate. You know, I was struggling. I was dealing with a lot of insecurity around A, B, or C, and I messed up. And I understand how that has affected you, right? Because you're able to share it with the person who cheated on you, like, hey, this was really, really hurtful to me. And you listen to them. That's really, that's really hard to do. I'm not talking, I'm talking about, you're talking about the person that cheated. Yes. I'm thinking about the person that was cheated on and how people stay. Yes. I don't, you don't know how that happens. I don't, I I don't want to stay. I I don't think that that's in my makeup. And I don't know if I'll ever evolve to that point where I'm big, the bigger, the quote, bigger person. I don't even want to, it's just some, it's a line that I can't, that I can't get around no matter how much. And I, I love somebody. I mean, well, and I think it's interesting that you're, we're almost like I'm listening to you and you're like, yeah, like, I'm, I don't know if I'd be evolved enough to stay. Like, I don't know if the person that got cheated on, like would grow enough to like, it almost puts the responsibility back on the person who was cheated on to rise to some level of unrealistic, like, I just forgive yeah, you. I mean, fuck that. <laughs> you can forgive somebody and, and also move on. 
Yeah. Right. You can be like, I totally understand. Like, really sorry. Thank you for sharing that with me. Also, you know. But you don't get the cookies anymore. No. And I feel like there's some kind of mentality that like we have to really struggle and hold on to make, you know, sometimes it's like if you feel like your boundaries have been crossed and somebody doesn't, that is a very personal decision to choose to exit stage left. And if you, you know, like there's, I just want to be mindful out there of like, you know, listeners maybe who are having in this circumstance and they're like, well, let me just try to work on the forget. Yes. Forgiveness. Great. And it's a totally personal decision. And, you know, there's not like a level of evolution that we have to get to, to be able to forgive and forget and let things go on if we're not happy that way. Like to your point, you know, if somebody is really dishonest and breaks your trust, it's not my job to rebuild that. It's not my job to rebuild that trust for both of us. And I think sometimes that maybe is what happens with the person who wants to stay in the relationship because they, they want to fix it and they want it to be okay. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm is it it RSA? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Relational self-awareness. Maybe I could just have like a card in my wallet that says I have lower RSA in regards to cheating. But I feel like your RSA is pretty high. Be right. Because I feel like if you're sitting with somebody that you've just met and they come to you and they, it's kind of like just taking responsibility for our actions. Yes. And look, the reality is we don't get to this place in adulthood without all making some bad judgments sometimes making mistakes sometimes. And so if somebody comes and says, Hey, this is where, this is what I did. It is up, you know, then you can decide like, do I want to forgive this person? Do I want to move forward with this person? Is it somebody I'd like to date, right? Because part of this is like, what if somebody cheated 10 years ago? Well, it's kind of like, when does, when do things roll off? Like a credit report? Like how, how long are we dinging for that? (laughs) Yeah. No, it's like a serious question. Like if you met somebody and they were like, oh, I was, I was dishonest in a relationship in the past. And, you know, I just want to be honest about that now. Do we forgive that? Let me give you some questions that you could ask. That would be great. How about that? Some questions to ask to assess whether they have low or high RSA, mm. right? Um, the first question is, how much remorse do you feel for your past cheating? Number two, how much responsibility do you take for your behavior? Three, to what degree have you forgiven yourself? Four, what have you learned about yourself from the experience of cheating? Five, how do you define infidelity? How do you define fidelity? right? Six, how committed are you to practicing fidelity? Seven, what do you do to ensure you stay in your integrity? Oh, that's a good one. Mm. Eight, when do you feel most connected to me? And when do you feel least connected to me? Nine, to what degree do the people in your life, family, friends, coworkers support your commitment to fidelity? And 10, the last one, what can I do to support your commitment to fidelity? Are these questions for someone that you're dating that cheated in the past with someone else? Yes. Or Okay. Yeah. The, I, I feel like I'd give that person a chance, obviously, because I have that past. Mm-hmm. But not someone who I'm in an active relationship with. I wouldn't be all like, how do you feel remorseful or not regarding your recent fidelity with infidelity with me? I'd be like, your suitcase is under the bed. Go pack it. Mm-hmm. Pack it. Take your remorse with you. Take your remorse with you. Put it in there with your toothbrush. That's right. 
Wow. And, and I think one of the things that is stands out to me the most as we, it's just, it's so personal. It's so personal, right? And the infidelity that exists within the, within the boundary of a relationship, is going to be different. Sometimes, you know, we're going to stay over and over and over again. And, you know, sometimes right. somebody's going to be like, nope, I got to go. And sometimes one booby picture is all, all it takes, you know, um, I don't know. It's hard. Trust, I think, is such a big thing. It's the most important thing. And if you don't have that, how do you really move forward? You know? Yeah. Unless you're Hillary Clinton. I think it's fair to say we've learned nothing at all from this podcast. (laughs) Join us for our next conversation where we'll do our best to learn even less. (laughs) Hey, Sparkies. Man, Melissa always poses such excellent questions. What is considered cheating? I tend to agree that just liking someone's sexy pictures on social media is not cheating. And of course, there are other factors that can change that to where it does become more of a cheating situation. I also love how Rebecca always comes in with her facts. Cheating occurs in 70% of unmarried partnerships. 70%! But only 20% for married couples. And there's actual evidence that... Once a person cheats, they're likely to cheat again. But I also like that they can grow and change as they develop better relational self-awareness. Amy had a great point too about it being about a person's character. And if they do cheat on you, it's okay not to stay with them if that's how you're feeling. Until next time, keep it real.